Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlositev, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Product Boss. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and I'm with my co-host, Mina. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. And we are so, so excited today to have Pam Andrews. She is the CEO of The Scholarship Shark. She is the inventor of the board game In Pursuit of College, and she is a college admissions coach. Hey, Pam. Hey, Jack. How are you? Good. Good. We'd love for you to share with our listeners um, a little bit of your background. Tell us about what you do and the product that we're going to talk about. Absolutely. So I am a college admissions coach. I work with families. I help high school students get into their dream college and secure scholarships that will pay for it. I love working with students starting in the 10th grade, helping them build their profile, their extracurriculars, their uh, work on, come up with a test strategy. Um, focus on their academics, you know, so that they have the most rigorous academics for their intended major once they go into college and um, just do either coaching, one-on-one coaching with families. And then I also speak to high school students in, at school assemblies, school groups, youth organizations. Amazing. So you help, you not only help with admissions to college, but also in winning, like focus on winning scholarships that maybe Correct. they don't even know about. That's correct. And what I do, I teach them. A lot of times people think when they first talk with me, they're like, oh, you're going to find scholarships for me. No, no, no. I'm going to teach you the skill to um, find scholarships because the, the cool thing about it, this skill is transferable. So you're learning to search for scholarships as a high school student going into college. But at some point, you're going to be a college student looking for an internship. And, you know, the 11th grade year, we're building their LinkedIn profile. They're learning all kinds of wonderful things that will carry them on to the next stage of life. And so, you know, as they're learning to search for scholarships and, you know, kind of um, make themselves stand out as an applicant, it's the same thing that you need to do in the job market. Absolutely. So we actually, uh, we met Pam at Biz Chicks last year. And I remember I was so blown away, so impressed by you because of the numbers I heard. Can you throw some numbers at us? <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mina. <laughs> thank you. Um, well, I was impressed by you too, so uh, <laughs> by the both of you. <laughs> so I helped my son win over $700,000 in scholarships, and he is currently a, high, a, a college sophomore. I'm sorry, college sophomore. And, um, and it's, so the one question I often get asked and I'll finish the rest of my numbers, but you know, when did you start? Did you start like when he was in the womb and applying? I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) not that early. It was his senior year, but the preparation started prior to that in terms of the skills and building his profile. And so he applied and won, um, a lot of money and he's covered all the way through graduate school. I've helped other students. I have, I dealt several student athletes who are now young adults and are married and uh, a couple of former pro football players. So I've uh, worked with them. I've worked with other individuals over the years. 
And um, I currently have my class of 2018 who are on the way out the door. And I'm, I haven't released the numbers yet. We're waiting until after our May 1 decision date to get the final numbers. But last year's class, I was over a million dollars, again, for that combined group in terms wow. of scholarships. Yeah. That's amazing. Love it. So we are chatting with you on the product boss because you too have a product. So tell us about the product that you've launched. Yeah. So I created a board game called In Pursuit of College. And I wanted to come up with a fun, creative way for families to begin the conversations around college and financing, uh, college financing. And I'm a mom of four. I have my oldest is, he'll be 21 in a few months. My youngest is seven. And I've got two teens in the middle. And we're a big board game family. So just teaching them the principles and the concepts and showing them, you know, kind of the consequences of their action or inaction and what can happen and how it can either move you closer to your goals or further away. I just decided, you know what, this would be a lot of fun for other families. And so I created the board game where family, students, and uh, their parents uh, can play to, as they go around the board, you know, go from each grade from 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th until graduation day uh, to work towards winning scholarship money to pay for their first year of college. So that was really, you know, what I created, the board game in pursuit of college. Amazing. So a couple questions, because we are going to coach you in this call with your product. Awesome. <laughs> but I think our listeners would be really interested in hearing, because you're a service-based business and how you went from a service-based business to a product and the manufacturing of it, the design of it. So are there any fun stories you can share with them about <laughs> going into starting your own product? Yeah. <laughs> so I have two. <laughs> okay. two right off the top of my mind. So I am a, so the first question, I, I am a service-based business and I really came up with the product. I started thinking because I have cycles in my business and there are times when people are thinking about college and times when they're not. And the holidays is just not one of those times. And so that's when the game was created around the holiday time. Um, because I thought, oh, this would be great. You know, a grandparent wants to give a more meaningful gift. Um, an aunt wants to buy something, you know, maybe for her nieces and nephews. So this would be fun, a fun way to really um, share the concepts and in a way where you're not nagging or, or really, you know, drilling your kids, but they're playing it and they're saying, oh, okay. So, so that's kind of why I did it in terms of the fun stories. So of course, your, your, <laughs> your podcast launched when my product was being created. And I wish, I honestly wish I had known everything that you share because I have totally binge listened. <laughs> so for, for one thing, I, so, so we're in 2018, people are listening in real time. Um, and you know, they're following along your podcast, but so 2018, so I had the board game designed, um, in 2017. So it was November of 2017, did, did some beta testing and, um, sent the, the files and everything, found a vendor in China. And, you know, and thought, you know, they gave me the timeline and it would only take so many weeks for, you know, we did a quantity of 500 and I thought, okay, great. That's right. You know, actually, I'm sorry, October. And I thought, oh, you know, it should be back. It should be here by November. I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, I order stuff all the time and it's made in China and I get it in a week. And when they gave me the timeline, I thought, okay, that's not too, too bad. And I pre-sold some orders and little did I know that, you know, it would have to go through customs and the entire country of China shuts down in January, like nothing happens. And when she said, you know, when she told me to have a happy holiday and it was the Chinese New Year and all that, and, and 
and I'm, I remember messaging her and I'm like, oh my word, you know? And so it was crickets. And so there was this long blackout period where like nothing happened. And so I just had to wait. And I just on the back end contacted all my pre-orders and just let them know that there would be a delay and, you know, and just to kind of massage those relationships because these were new sales, these were new customers. And so that, that was kind of one learning experience in terms of, and I wish I could find the episode that, you know, where I learned that on your episode, I learned after my experience that, you know, that's something to think about. (laughs) And maybe you can share that in your show notes. Um, Yeah, but that that's critical to build that in your process. The if you're manufacturing your order overseas, you know, their holidays will impact your production and when it gets to you. The other thing, and, and I learned this too, and it was on your packaging episode, but my order had just come in and I was so excited and I knew how big the pallets were going to be and all that. And I remember ripping open the one box and pulling out the board game and opening it. And I'm looking at both sides and I'm like, and they sent me pictures and the pictures looked really good. And I thought, oh my goodness, it's a two-sided board game. <laughs> it had the, it has the board on both sides. And I thought, Oh my goodness, our board games at home are like black. They have black on the back, like black cardboard. And I just assumed that, you know, they were print one side, that I gave you one file, you're not printing it too. So that was a big learning experience. You know, whatever you ship, I mean, you know, if things have two sides, you know, I knew the box had two sides. It had the top and the bottom. That's from our Manufacturing Your Big Idea episode where we talk about China shutting down. And also, yes, never assume that they're just going to put a black back or white back on, they are going to do what they do because you never know what they're going to do. And as as a point, we all received something from a community that we're in that also like came with like sample printed all over it. And so (laughs) you just have to pay attention. Like, did you ever ask for a sample? Did they ever mail you a physical sample? So they offered the sample, but I didn't want to wait, you know, and, um, so, and I had pictures and I thought the pictures were good enough. And, you know, they laid the cards out and show, and I thought, oh, okay. So these are the pieces, the pawns, the dice, the cards, you know, everything looked really good. Okay. Ship it. And yeah, so that was another learning, a learning example. But right. at least it's not a misspelling. And working with the same two-sided board game, you never know. They could spill soda on one side and want to use the other. So (laughs) too big of a deal. I think that, you know, it's definitely workable and not not anything crazy. I agree. (laughs) Thank you. And and we all go through that. Like we we've shared those stories of like, oh my God. I remember when I talked to Mina and you said that she had shipped out, I think the subscription boxes, a ton of things. And you totally forgot, I think to add. I said, Hey, save 50%. And then I didn't put the coupon code in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> missing coupon code to, for them to save that whopping 50%. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> Oh my so goodness. We've all been there where we tear open a package and then we realize we've done something incredibly, you know, we've passed over something in our inspections and just assumed that, you know, I, I probably in my mind thought, yeah, cool. They're going to save 50%. I was so pumped for it. <laughs> and then no coupon code. So yeah. Um, so Jacqueline, should we hop right in and do some coaching? Absolutely. 
Okay, so let's give some background information. So it is $49.99 for this board game. And you've already pre-sold some. You have 500 in your garage that we need to like burn through. So where did you want to start, Jacqueline? What do you think? Well, I think, Pam, you wanted some ideas of how to really up the sales, right? So you're sitting on the product and now it's how do you get it out there? And you're trying to focus on direct to customer, right? Correct, correct. And have you sold anything wholesale to anybody? No, not wholesale. Okay. And are you open to that? I am open to that. Yes. Perfect. So I think we should go through sort of our structure. So we have a mastermind called Multi-Stream Machine where we talk about all the different ways, all the different sort of revenue platforms that you could be on to come up with creative ways to sell. So there's the traditional models and the not so traditional models. And um, yeah, we'll sort of brainstorm some ideas for you. Great. Okay. Great. All right, Mina, do you want to start? Because I know you did a little... Um, I did do some. They don't fall into the structure <laughs> of multi-stream machine. That's okay. Um, but should I just go through it and then you can add in... Because they, they kind of go in certain pockets of multi-stream machine, which is yep. the platforms that we talk about. We're, a lot of them are traditional and a lot of them versus the online ones, which are the more modern style. So one of the ideas I had is that here in Iowa, I don't know if they have it over there, but we have this thing called virtual backpack and it is an online district backpack that we get information. So I contacted them because I wanted to sell my labels to them one time and they could open and click and actually see how many people read that email. So you might want to contact the school district to see if they have anything as far as communication like that, where you can get straight to the parents. And and I think that you need to hone your pitch. So some words that I loved that you said, so I'm going to throw a pitch out at you and see how you're feeling. Okay. So I think that you should say something like, I actually, um, I coach one-on-one students to win scholarships. So I kind of wrote down specific things. So this is going to be kind of choppy because it's a little bit in the flow. So got my son $700,000 in scholarships. And I realized that this skill is transferable. So I created a board game so I could teach, you know, 14 year freshman, freshman um, high school students to win scholarships. So they get into the mentality so they can win scholarships in real life. So I want you to really make that connection of them getting some sort of transformation that they can apply in real life. You know, they're playing it and then this happens, right? That's One great. thing with a new person, a new product is that you have no social proof. We kind of talk about this in this episode that's coming out this week, but in startup phase, you have nobody to say, hey, this worked for me. You kind of have that in your service side. So you're, you have to really emphasize your, your transferring over the skills. And that's something you learn in your one-on-one coaching is these skills are really transferable and you really have to kind of implement that in teaching your kids to want to win scholarships, not learn about consequences. Okay. Ah, good. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about consequences. That, I'm sorry. That was the mom in me. Sorry. <laughs> and just and- much more fun winning scholarships. <laughs> You're right. But to bring that up, like, so in the board game, right, it says like you didn't study for the SATs, right, or something. You got a bad score, right? <laughs> right. And there, there are consequences to that. They'll learn about that then. They will. So, 
you are an expert. Like you said, you're the CEO of, of the scholarship shark and you're an expert and people hire you to speak. And so it's something that we want to lead with for the same reason that, you know, we talked about the game cash flow, for example, if it is backed up by data, then that's mm-hmm. something that's going to back up your product. And so you do want to link those two things. So we were saying like, so results wise, because it's a new product to market, what you could do is you could offer these for free to certain, you know, if you're giving them to schools, you said you're giving away some to schools, libraries, to some of your students that you're working with and ask them to leave you reviews. So you're going to pull these reviews from them. Okay. And it might be if they're already seniors and it's already too late for them. (laughs) (laughs) or they're already in your program, they probably have siblings that are freshmen, you know, so really tap into those. Maybe you can strategically pick the ones that you invite to get it for free or have a steep discount. I like thinking of it as a experiment. Mm -hmm. If we're inviting you, we hand selected you or handpicked you or whatever that's called (laughs) to be an experiment. I'll give it to you for, you know, the steep discount or whatever, you know, for free. And then you give us the feedback. So it is a real live case study. So that person as a freshman goes through it and then they go through the experiment of college pursuit, you know, or in pursuit of college. And it becomes a competition. You actually put those people into this experiment and then show the results at the end. So now getting the feedback, should I just ask them for an open testimonial? Like they just write whatever, or should I guide them with a form where I ask specific questions? Because now that you're saying it, I'm thinking I could do a pre and a post test. And, and the reason why I say this, I did this when I launched my financial aid 101 course. I wanted to find out what they knew prior, prior to about financial aid. And then they went through my course and what they knew after. And there was an 80% increase because I was focusing on financial aid literacy and there was a significant difference. So I don't know if, if that feels too formal or if it's more of a testimonial kind of informal feedback that I should receive. I would say loose okay. because you want to see what types of words they use so you can reuse them in your selling. So okay. if they say, I really learned, I really loved that I was able to do this. And then you're able to know, it's kind of like a real social proof, right? So you can reiterate what you're doing on the good things. Um, Also, you know, when you're inviting people in, it might be specific people like, do you guys have like STEM and tag, talented and gifted, things like that? Because when you said standout students, I think you might've said this in our Mm pre-interview. So you make them into standout students. That's what I really think is those people that really want to go to college are the ones that have that academic, um, vision in mind. Yeah, they really do. And there's some people that never see that in their future. But the ones that are in TAG and STEM are probably going to be in that formal academic setting college, you know. So that's something to think about is to reach out to those because they'll become more standout students on the resume. They already are thinking about it because they already know that they do well in the academic setting. Like, you know, some people are just great at test taking. Raising my like hand, Mina. guys. So proud. <laughs> Mina, Mina com- competed to be the first to finish, of course. Yes. I love being the first to finish. And so, like, I would get there and be like, boom, 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 boom. Ha, suckers, I'm out of here. And so that was just something I loved because I was so good at test taking. Whereas, like, my sister was like so slow at test taking and because she would read it differently. You know, tests are very biased mm-hmm. in the way that they're written and the way that they, you comprehend them. And so it just, it, you can deliver it to different people in different ways for sure. So, so I just wanted to add though. So mm-hmm. 
because you're dealing with the younger generation, they're also very into video and we're all mm-hmm. talking about how strong video is right now. You could ask them sometimes to send you video testimonials oh, and I you like can pull from the video testimonial into text. So you could put, you know, John from DC said, blah, 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 blah. And then maybe if you get their parents' permission or if the parent's doing it, you could then have use that on your social media feeds and that sort of thing. So just because your customer is this younger age, they might react more to video. That would make a killer YouTube series right there. (laughs) And then, so getting that social proof, so getting the reviews and getting, so you, people tend to connect more with stories. That's why we remember so much of your story from BizChicks Live, right? Is that Mm -hmm. it came in story form. So just having those people to really pull from like, hey, I won this much, you know, she was a music student, blah, 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 you know, and then also maybe talking about music students and music scholarships, let's say someone won a music scholarship, you should try to get into that little niche of music and then, you know, go to the next area, arts or whatever. So then because every, it's like playing into someone's sphere of influence. They're like Mm -hmm. many micro influencers, these kids, right? Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't even know it because a lot of times if someone's doing something that's super successful or they're talking about, hey, I want to go to college and this is where I want to go to. I mean, come on. We did want to look at the colleges that our friends were going to. You know, it's just the way of life, right? (laughs) So impressionable when it comes to your friends. So really try to get them involved and then make it into there should be some structure. So then like having, you know, Hey, do a video review or this is the competition. Here's the other people doing it too, you know? So that would be a really great way to do it. And Um, I will add on um, for Pam, she was asking about, you know, what you had done with the, the, question. So if you want to do your own case studies, absolutely do that. Is it something that's internal or, you know, customer facing? That'll be up to you and what you get. So I think by all the clients you currently have, you could ask them to play the game and review it for you, for example, or to do this sort of knowledge test or if someone comes to you. So I think there's a lot of different ways to pull the data to then be able to have the reviews that you need and then the results. And the So results, as Mina was asking, maybe it is that, that question and answer of like, what do you know about getting scholarships pre-game and what do you have to do after? That might be like the teacher side, right? The, the mm-hmm. analytical side. <laughs> and I love how you said that grandparents are getting it for their grandkids as a special mm-hmm. gift. I think it should be a gift when they do something special. So we, Jacqueline and I were talking about this, how National Honor Society has National oh. Junior Honor Society. Mm-hmm. So when you get into there, there's like a ceremony, a candle ceremony, you get a certificate and you feel so good about it, right? And so that would be, if you kind of can tie them in together and say, you know, and it could be in a review form. I bought, you know, it could be from grandparent. I'm a grandparent that bought this for my granddaughter when she got into National Honor Society. Boom. Connection. Yeah. You know. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Like, I do. I do. I like that. I like yeah. that. So you're not relying on Christmas because right. people do National Honor Society all the time. I was in National Honor Society, by the way. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) And it was a big deal and everybody wanted to be a part of it. So, and then also when I was looking at their website, they also have partnering opportunities. Hmm. Not to say that you should partner with them because they look really expensive. So it was like, get into our newsletter or partner with us on the booths. You should definitely check into it to see how much they cost and maybe use it as ideas on what you could do. But what would be really cool is that if they were partnered with you as like someone got into there and it's like an onboarding thing, like, hey, you're on here. And by the way, you can get 10% off on this board game because these are what our standout students have really, you know, loved to do or whatever. So try to figure out something that might be creative in getting them in on it or, you know, you might have to fit into the structure of what they're already offering. But, you know, something where they're gifting it and it's a for the people that you know that really, the National Honor Society, those are people that are probably going to go to college or want to do some sort of academia, you know, after high school. Right. It's like a nice next natural step. That, that's, that's mm-hmm. I like those. I love those ideas from both of you. I love those. Hey guys, we just need to interrupt the podcast for a minute. You know what would be so exciting for product business owners? Reoccurring revenue and reoccurring sales. You know what else? Multiple streams of revenue and brilliant ideas. This is why we're over the moon about our partnership with CraveJoy, the all-in-one subscription box solution. They are passionate about helping you start and scale your subscription box. Amazing, right? What's even better is they are offering our listeners a free two-week trial to test out the back end of CrateJoy and experience how easy it would be for you to add a subscription box as another stream of revenue for your business. You may be thinking this idea is so out of the box, <laughs> pun intended, but guess what? It could lead to huge things for your business. It gives you an opportunity to test CrateJoy out, no credit card required, no obligation, while asking yourself, would an added revenue stream benefit my business? Um, yeah. So join us. Sign up for the free two-week trial run. Again, no credit card required, no obligation, and see what it's like to be a subscription boss. The link is in the show notes. And then Jacqueline, you were talking about guidance counselors, right? Well, so, you know, whether it's the, you know, college admissions counselors at schools. So I think what I would say to you is out of the 500 units that you're sitting on and you know what your cost is to basically decide on how much of that you want to spend as like a marketing budget and then how many you're going to give away and to the key players that are going to influence people. Have you ever thought about like a give back? So basically if let's say the the high school guidance counselor had it, but then also had this as an option to sell, or maybe if they have that college night or something where like the parents come and it's part of, this is a tool that you can use for getting your kids, their heads wrapped around it. You might have a 10% back to the school, a 15% back. As a fundraiser or something. I love that idea. I love that idea. What about that one thing that you always talk about, Jacqueline? What's it called? Give one, get one, or something like that. Oh, um, buy one, give one. So yes, instead of buy yes. one, get one. Buy one, give one. So like, where if you buy one for yourself, you can give one away to somebody. You could also do some sort of partnership with like Boys and Girls Club or something like that. That maybe if somebody buys like for an extra, you'll donate to like a lower income type uh, community for you know kids that want to go to college and but maybe they they can't like afford to buy a fifty dollar board game. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like those ideas. And then Pam, do you have an email list? I do. How many people are on there? 
um, about maybe 2,100 people. Great. 21. I thought you were going to say 21. Like, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's around 2000 or so. Um, since I started formally started the business in the end of 2016, like September of 2016. Great. I guess I could go to people who bought my book. Like it never occurred to me to let them know that this exists because I don't know. I just, I didn't even email my database. Have you <laughs> ever you heard go. that story about cash flow? Gosh, I think it's on Carol Cox's uh, Speaking Your Brand, actually, because uh, Robert Kiyosaki wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad with a mm-hmm. co-writer, and she was the one who was in the interview, and they actually wrote the book to try to sell the board game. Have you heard this story? Oh, I think I did years ago. They wrote the book to sell yeah. the board game. Interesting. Yes. And the board game did not do as well, and the book just killed it. They built an empire on it. So thinking about that, you can really fuse the two together because people want information delivered to them in different ways, you know? So yeah, go back to your book list and see if they want it. Um, Or have you ever heard of Help a Reporter Out? Hera? I have, yes. Okay, Uh so you get a daily, for those who don't know what it is, you get a daily email that says query and requirements. And basically those are filled out by reporters that need help. So they want people to help them out. So I used to get those all the time and it would be like, hey, we're looking for like female business owners that can give a quote for this and here's the requirements or whatever. So they're all over across the board. And so it's usually a free service, but since you're giving away information anyways in your board game, what if 365 days, 365 tips, you could do a spinoff of that off of Harrow and that is your up, your board game is your upsell. So since you already have a hefty email list, you can start it there and say, Hey, would you like to join this special email series? And you'll be getting a daily opportunity to possibly win a scholarship. Sometimes it might, you know, fit, sometimes it might not just the same with Harrow, you know, Mm -hmm. and then that way you're able to say, here's the um, scholarship details and here is the requirements. And they can pursue it if they want to, or they might not want to. And then P.S., we also sell this board game, you know, and then that's your upsell. Or you can charge for this information like $10 and say, this is our, you know, if you want to be a part of this, and then you can also do the upsell, you know, because that is, they Uh want that information. Like that is Mm -hmm. your unique selling point right there. And honestly, if I, I opened up those hero things every day, (laughs) you know, (laughs) So I have something to add to that. So what if it was instead 52, for example, like if you did it weekly, if it wasn't daily, because that might be a lot. It could be an upsell to the board game if they purchase, like you could get stickers, like a limited amount of, you know, boxes or whatever, where they would get, maybe this is a subscription type model for you, where they get like once a week, they get an like a scholarship to look at and maybe they are paying you for it. They could get this for free if they sign up or if they buy the board game and they put in the code on it. So it's just another way to sort of do it. Plus, how do people buy your book right now? On my website, it's on Amazon. It's pretty much on my website and on Amazon and then um, Kindle. And how are the sales for your book? The sales are very good. Um, I led with the book. I did the book before I did the coat, the individual, more of the individual, because I was trying to just get the information out and then people want it more. So then I did the coaching program a few months, about six months later. So if you get this on Amazon, because I think you were mentioning maybe trying to get the it on Amazon, Mina, you're the expert at this, but how do you do this plus this? You should get like the package. Like if she packages the two together. Amazon does it, but 
if you can tie in the name somehow, you can probably get it to work really well. So Amazon does it in their algorithm where it says people who bought this who have also bought this. It's just a way to link them together. I honestly would in your Kindle book, because you can change the electronic file on it, the EPUB or whatever, you should put, hey, we also came out with a board game. You should be selling it in there because okay. you probably can't do that in your published ones right now. I can't. I did it through Create Space. Oh, Create Space. Oh, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Amazon you can create that file. Yeah. So if, whether it be, you know, here's a coupon to you so you can track that coupon to see if those people are actually coming from Amazon and your book sales. Um, also, you, you know, because they're your loyal fan, they also get a percentage off on this board game. And so that's a really great way to utilize those sales because those are the people that are already in that mindset, you know? And so then they're able to, or do you have an, a, a different opt-in in there? I don't, you mean in the book? Yeah, in the book. So I, I had my, not, well, I only had my free course, the uh-huh. Financial Aid 101 for the Financial Aid Literacy Program. So that was it. And I did that because of course, when people buy on Amazon, you don't get those emails. Mm-hmm. So I wanted a way to capture emails that I would not capture through my website. Yeah. So how did that do? How did that free course do? It's doing well. Like I, I see people sign up all the time and then, you know, they go right into my email sequence. And those so, are all from Amazon though? I'm, I have no idea. So I'm okay. not sure. <laughs> yeah. Only because when I speak, I'll also share that. So that's, uh-huh. yeah, I'm really not sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so make it some way you can track it, whether it's a okay. bit.ly link oh, okay. or a coupon or something. So you know that it's actually effective. So if okay. you need to change it, you can. I'm okay. hoping the case is that it's a really effective opt-in that people want something free because that's another way is that you can take those people and give them a freebie and then you try to upsell them in the end with the, you know, instead of the upsell being in the book. For right. So that is a huge opportunity that you need to get on ASAP. Okay. Because you know how, <laughs> you know how you go and you sign up for something free and it goes, but wait, if you yeah. order, you know, in the little ticking clock and then if you order uh-huh. the next 30 minutes, you could get our board game plus <laughs> Maybe it's like a physical copy of the book for X amount of dollars, or maybe it's also adding on like one-on-one time with you or however, whatever other offerings you have that you, so I think it's twofold. So I think if, if you track the leads from your book through, those are your customers and those are the people you can upsell into the board game. Cause right now it's like these five, you need less than 500 at this point, but hundreds of these sold and you already have those leads to people. Yeah. And then actually packaging up them up on your website, just okay. like what Jacqueline was saying. On Amazon, they already tie the two together. But what if the gift was a college-bound package or something, you know, or freshman fun pack? That probably yeah. would be much fun, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> um, for those people that, you know, so you're tying the book together. Because I feel like the book adds so much value to the board game, you know, because it's just some they want that information and they want they don't sometimes they don't want to play a board game to get to the information you know right right and they're, and they're two you, different pieces of information too they're, they're right. you know um, yeah so yeah but what if in the book then if you can add to the page let's say we were linking them together maybe you have like another page or two explaining as another tool your board game and the point of it for people. So kind of breaking it down for them. So then they're getting sold on it already and they're moving forward. I also think video for you. So if you were able to, you know, have a video on the landing page explaining it, or eventually like if these kids and you get rights to them, or you do a video of it 
for if you're going to associate with schools, let's say they do have that night and they, you know, sometimes you can go to charity events and there's like a presentation from a sponsor of it. And you could be like, hi, I'm Pam Andrews. And I have created an, you know, and I'm this, that, and the other, these are some key, like five key things I want you guys to focus on for your kids. And if you ever need help, I have this book and this board game. Proceeds from the board game go to the school. And it could be like a quick video that sometimes they may, if they're doing a presentation, be able to add in. And it could be part of what you're telling them they have to do in order to get money back from you. Yeah. And I love the lead in. You need to change your title. Okay. Your title is like, you know, as you introduce yourself because you're adding this on. So you're the okay. creator of In Pursuit of College board game. And you're also this scholarship shark one-on-one coach, you know, like, so keep adding that in because a lot of times when you're not used to saying it, you forget, Hey, also I've, I created this board game by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And, but I think it's really interesting. Like I think the two go together and it's definitely needed. And I bet the book gives stats of how much money you've earned, you know, won too. Right. And I think that that for people is like their social proof. So that's why they are buying the book and and then the, the board game is just something additional and something fun for them to teach their kids. So I love what Jacqueline said about connecting with how parents can really resonate with their kids. I have no high idea how to, like, I can't even imagine college. I'm working on potty training and trying to connect, <laughs> you know? So like those five things and, you know, like it would be fun to see in an acronym, like, I know winning scholarships is way too long, but you know what I mean? <laughs> In like something where it's like kids love acronyms, Mm -hmm. you know, like it could be, I don't know, shark or something, right? Or even for parents because we parent off of acronyms too. You know, there's a whole bunch of new sort of parenting tools and it's off of that. So connecting with the parents is a big deal as well because they're buying them or the grandparents. So how about we, do you have any questions off any of that? That was so good. It was so much good stuff. <laughs> I'm like drinking from a fire hydrant. This was so good. And I actually came up with like two, like one idea I wrote down. I wrote down as you were talking, I, just another idea. So yeah. Do you want to share it? Or oh it- yeah, I'll share it. Yeah, I'll yeah. share it. So my daughter's dance school participated in a fundraiser, like Chick-fil-A night one night where you had to go out and, you know, I worked the drive through and you know, you tell everybody, come out and eat. And portion of the sales went to the, their dance troupe. And so I thought, I wrote down as you were talking about like the college night, just creating like a college night program, like portions of the sale go towards your school, whether it's a college fund or a, uh, I mean, a scholarship fund or just something, you know, but I just thought, oh, it makes perfectly good sense to tie back, you know, to offer a discount, but they use that discount for something for the students. So yeah. Amazing. Let's reproduce you. So as a product, if there Uh is a way that you could do some sort of video of you that they can air and put up on like their screen, if they have like a parent's night so that, so the counselor can be there to guide it. They could play the video. It could be these tips. Like I love what Mina was saying about like connecting the parents, being able to connect with the kids. Eventually you could do two, let's say like one to kids, one to parents, but Mm -hmm. it could almost be if they buy into this, they use your stuff, then they get to have this as an added bonus to their school program. And then the college night idea, 
Jack and I were talking about this, how to flip like the book signing idea, right? Mm -hmm. So you go into a bookstore and you sign, you could be signing the games, the board games, and then the book. But let's say you bring that into a college night setting in the gym and make it a big fun thing or something. And then it's in a different setting because you're not competing with all those books and it's target marketing, right? Those parents are coming to there and then they're getting, and there could be other different things that are college themed or whatever, or maybe the talented and gifted people show how to create a, I don't know, something out of duct tape, you know, like it seems like the STEM people are always creating out of duct tape. (laughs) And, you know, but something like that where it ties into showing special things from special people, Um, not phrasing it that way because you don't want anybody to feel unspecial, but you get what I'm saying, like flipping that idea and bringing those parents in and just getting them pumped about the idea of connecting with their kids and and doing scholarships with them. I actually yeah. had a full ride scholarship and I don't even know how I got it. It was literally <laughs> and to my undergrad, my, you know, graduate school is another story, very expensive private school and I didn't get anything. But, um, the funny thing is that I had a George Washington Carver scholarship and they show all the recipients and I was only other minority besides African American that did not get that scholarship. And I was like, huh, I wonder why that is. And I think it's because people assumed that you had to be African-American to apply for it. And I was the only one that was like my, you know, naivete helping out in that. I'm just going to apply for everything. And then I ended up getting it. So things like that, where people are like surprised at the, the amount of scholarships out there, there is something for everybody. Mm -hmm. So I think it'd be fun if you sometimes threw out wacky scholarships that were out there. Like there's Mm -hmm. actually a, equestrian one for horse, horse trainers, or, you know, like, obviously that's not real, but you know, like, um, things that, because there is a scholarship for everybody and the requirements might not be what you think that they are, you know? So that might be something, some fun facts to share. Who doesn't Mm -hmm. love fun facts, you know? Mm So we could go into other ways for you to sell, which is kind of how we were going to start, but we led us into this, which is great. Because <laughs> now you guys see the power of Jacqueline and Mina combined. Um, we were saying sometimes we'll meet people and we'll just throw ideas at them and they're like, hold on. I was just saying hello. <laughs> they're paralyzed by excitement and overwhelm at the same time. I love it though. I just got another idea. I got an idea for a student assembly as you were talking, Mina. So I, I love the idea. So yeah. yeah. And so, so Jacqueline had some other platforms that we could throw at you too. Yeah. So I'm going to throw these at you, but what I think would be important is that you have these warm leads already through mm-hmm. being on Amazon. I think absolutely. If you want to get it on Amazon, you obviously already know how to do that. If you have more questions and because you're already selling, like Mina does do one-on-one work with people for Amazon specific. But I think I would like you to focus on the people that you know and see what the result is there, right? Because that's its own undertaking. Otherwise, some other things you could do, and I don't know, like school book fairs. So again, offering these proceeds, but being a part of these school book fairs or fundraisers, sometimes even Boy Scouts of America sells random things, right? So associating with some sort of club like that. Um, We were talking about like tutors, guidance counselors, things like that where there's a give back portion. You could pitch it to mom bloggers and they could have affiliate links. So if you are able to collaborate with people with similar customer avatars, so they're, you know, reach, I don't, we're not there yet because we still have young kids, but you know, moms right. and high schoolers and they could get an affiliate link that will link them through to your site. And so if they're pitching it to their people. 
they'll get a portion and then you get the sale. And then we were saying local bookstores. So for example, I'm in New York. Actually, you're on my side of the world too. And um, there's Chelsea Market and so cool and walk around. And there's a cool local bookstore that has gifts and all that. So gift stores, local bookstores, things like that. And it might be seasonal, like you said, and you could pitch your high season as to when this would be a reason that they would buy it. Cause I'm sure there's like back to school time and all that. And so maybe trying to pitch it to, the, pitch it to that. And that's when you would do signings. So I would maybe start local or within driving distance of where you are to do that. And then last part, I was mentioning this to Amina and she wasn't hundred percent, but like Zulily is a um, flash sale site. So are you familiar with flash sale? I, I am. I shop Zulily. So yeah, I'm, so reason, I'm familiar on the consumer side. Perfect. The reason <laughs> I mentioned that is it is geared more towards moms and kids. And so it's not an all the time thing, but maybe if you pitch it to them in some way, there could be a time that they remember you if they're going to do like a back to school thing or going to college. Cause actually sometimes like during back to school, like bed, bath and beyond, it's all those extra long sheets for dorms, <laughs> yeah. you know? So there might be another time in the year where they might find it applicable to their customers yeah, and that's more and- marketing. I wanted to kind of go back to what Jacqueline was saying about the mom bloggers. I really love that. Um, the idea is really to guest blog. So let's say you take that talk that we were talking about, the five key things to teach your kids when they're thinking about college as a freshman. So, you know, hit the timing, right? Mm-hmm. So you write a guest blog, guest post on that, and you get onto somebody else's blog. So it does two things. It creates a backlink to your information, so to your scholarship shark, for instance. And that way you want to get as many backlinks as you can on valuable sites. So then that helps your SEO. Secondly, it's pushing people at any time in their life that they're on that platform to you. So, you know, it's like, those five things and then, hey, here's where to find me or here's where to pick up my freebie. So you try to get as many guest posts as you can on really big, relevant blogs. You know, so then like if you're a dog, you know, if you have a dog collar that you need to sell, you want to get onto dog enthusiast blogs because if you get on, let's say a cat one or no, I guess cat would be okay. But let's say you get on a food one or something like that. It doesn't build up your SEO as much as, you know, something that's relevant because then you're tied to like the SEO of that one. So it really helps the backend SEO. Plus you you become the expert and on top of it, you're getting people on your list and you're tapping into an audience that you don't necessarily have, you know, yourself. But I think Jacqueline's right. Start with your warm leads that you already have already, but that should actually be one of your strategies too is guest posting. So then those people can constantly think of you, hey, we had the scholarship shark on there. Also lead with the story. I got my son $700,000, blah, 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 blah. You know, make it interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Because I tend to lead with who I am and I don't lead with the story. So like I tend to lead with what I do, kind of the factual stuff, but not the, the, the heart stuff. So it's hard to pull ourselves out of what we're doing all the time versus the the reasoning behind why you did it. Right. And that yeah. story that people can connect with. Cause you tell me $700,000. I mean, by the time our kids go to school, that probably is going to just cover undergrad. But <laughs> until then, <laughs> last question. What is the book called? I have two. I have the scholarship shark, a faith-based guide to finding and winning scholarships. And then I have scholarship search secrets, which is a uh, for students. So it walks them through searching for scholarships and it's full of scholarships. It has over 
500 scholarships and I have a list of a, about 100 full tuition scholarships for schools because I walk them through the, the process. So. Amazing. So I think what Mina was saying, just if you're going to go the Amazon route to, to add in to the name of the product, like in, in pursuit of college by the author of, and the two names, oh, okay. that, I think if you could do that, so it links to it because you can't really redo your packaging. Mm-hmm. Next time when we sell out of these 500 and right. you're doing the next round, then maybe you'll put that on there, like by the okay. author of. And then maybe with the book, there's a free Kindle download for something, right? Like there could mm-hmm. be another like- The app. first chapter or something, yeah, you know, or the first three chapters or whatever, okay. something you've already created. So, you know, like even if I get the first three chapters, that might be 50 scholarships I'm learning about. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're going to wrap this up with some questions that we like to ask that are fun questions for you to answer, also sort of like that rapid-fire answering. So let me find my little question part. (laughs) As you sit there nervously (laughs) waiting these super easy questions, actually. Okay, they're really easy. So the first question is, what is your coffee order? It's a horchata, almond milk horchata. Mm-hmm. Can you get that at Starbucks? I do. <laughs> yeah, and I do the Vente, which is terrible. I get the biggest one. <laughs> uh, what's the favorite thing on your desk? It's a pad of sticky notes because I love writing notes and affirmations. So it's a pad of sticky notes. Awesome. So finish this sentence. When I pick up my phone, I... Listen to a podcast. Ah, same with us. <laughs> <laughs> You wish you knew how to double dutch. Ah, that's jump roping. It is jump roping two two ropes. Cool. Me too, actually. But I haven't (laughs) jump roped forever, so that would Um, make an amazing YouTube video. By the way, (laughs) (laughs) what was the last show you binged watched? Okay, so don't judge me, but my (laughs) teen daughter and I binge watched um, Little Women of Atlanta. Um, we, yeah, we just love watching it and following their lives. So we watched, we've been watched, binge watched that over the weekend. <laughs> That's why it's a question. Cause it's fun and exciting to find out. Um, what should the title on your business card actually say? Mom, just maker of memories. <laughs> oh, I love That's that. so sweet. Yeah. And then last question is, do you have an alter ego or stage persona? I, I don't. I, really, I don't. Okay. Not that I know of, but I don't think I do. <laughs> well, Pam, it was so awesome having you. And thank you so much for being on the product class. Yeah, thank we you love both. You. Thank you. And can you just tell our listeners oh, yeah. again how to find you and how to connect with you? Sure. So my website is www.thescholarshipshark.com. And I'm on Facebook, uh, Scholarship Shark, and Instagram, Scholarship Shark and Twitter at Bite College Debt. And I also have a podcast, the Scholarship Shark Podcast. And, and then your books they, are on Amazon. Yeah, my <laughs> books are on Amazon and the website, correct. And if they want to buy the board game, that's on the Scholarship Shark. Correct, on my website. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Pam. Hey, you guys. We're adding a new special series on Fridays to the Product Boss podcast feed called Subscription Boss. We want to change lives by showing you how to become a successful subscription box business owner. Our plan is twofold. First, we're giving you step-by-step episodes of how to get this reoccurring revenue done. And second, we get you on the right platform to pull this off. That's where CrateJoy comes in. 
They're our partner in this in an all-in-one subscription box marketplace that you can sell on. We get you in front of their 3 million monthly website views for extra visibility. With both of those combined, we can really make some magic happen. So let's do it. Join us every Friday for Subscription Boss episodes right here on the Product Boss podcast feed. We'll see you there.